Wisconsin, where spirit and earth meet together as one, united being. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peripheral Consciousness, and thank you for sharing your time with me. On today's episode, I will be discussing comparisons in the physical plane. Later in the episode, I will be allowing a spirit message in the form of spirit-controlled speech, delivered by one of my spirit guides. Comparisons in the physical plane world can be positive or negative. For instance, comparing something in your life to another's life can be used to remind yourself how appreciative you should be. For someone else's life might seem to be of more hardship, or comparing your life to another's can be used to feel sorrow for yourself due to another's life seeming to be of great accomplishment or luck. Either way, comparing your life with another is only going to strengthen confusion. Remembering your ultimate reality helps in all physical plane circumstances. There is a reason for everything. We just don't always know it in the moment. We all created our lives the way we wanted to experience them before incarnation. Even though it does not seem that way in the moment, another's life might seem to be of less or more hardship, but one will never know another's true perception while incarnate. One might seem to be of great wealth and power on the surface, but inner confusion might be the overwhelming power. True wealth is of physical and spiritual health. One can be congratulative towards another without comparison. Reflecting inner sorrow towards oneself can be a good feeling for some. Practicing not feeling sorrow for others is a great way to keep from feeling of sorrow for yourself. There is no reason to feel sorrow for another. As we all chose to be here and knew all possible outcomes before incarnating into the physical plane world. There is a reason for everything. And we all created our lives together the way we wanted, for good reason. Although sorrow might seem to be a good feeling, it carries the potential to carry on and lead towards negative feelings that build momentum. No matter what our physical lives entail, it does not always reflect our true feelings. Appreciating your life due to another's hardship may seem like a great way of understanding, but appreciation of life is best found from within. Relying on the physical plane world 
for inner contentment will prove itself difficult in life. I would like to remind that ultimately, one can do no wrong. Mistakes do not exist. We do not control our lives in the moment. Allowing our internal focus to shift when necessary is the adjustment we accomplish. Comparisons were created for the physical plane world. So if you find yourself using them for any reason, remind yourself that you designed your life to include comparisons for a reason, which you may or may not know. Allow your helpers in spirit to assist you in understanding these reasons by keeping your peripheral consciousness open and available. Our thoughts are generated from spirit, so our thoughts of comparisons are used generally for understanding and experience. Thoughts of comparisons may also be useful in many circumstances of the physical plane. For this portion of the episode, I will be allowing a spirit message in the form of spirit-controlled speech, performed by one of my spirit guides. Please keep in mind that during any spirit control, there is often interference picked up on the recording. And since it is spirit controlled, I cannot re-record. this is new. We seem to be using the video camera now. I am going to have a little fun with this. I also want to bring to everyone's attention that this is actually the very first time that M.A. here has seen himself while I am speaking through him. So this is quite the treat for him. This is probably a good time for me to explain a little bit more in depth of the connection that I share with M.A. here. I do use him to get messages across. And I can only imagine how confusing this might be to anyone that 
well, doesn't have a spirit that speaks through them. It can be very confusing. And yes, M.A. does not go into a trance while I'm communicating through him. Like some mediums. There are lots of mediums that go into a trance when the spirit communicates through them. This is done to avoid complication. It's very, I should say, it can be very confusing to the medium, as all of you can imagine. Mainly because, well, just imagine. You have someone speaking through you that you're not controlling. So you're listening to yourself while someone else is speaking through you. Now, I can only imagine how many people are going, what the heck? Yes. So lots of mediums, well, lots of mediums choose before incarnation that they would like to be in a trance state for less confusion. For instance, what if M.A. here has an itch? What if he has to go to the bathroom? What if he wants to say something? Well, that could be quite confusing for me. Because then I have to deal with M.A. wanting to do these things. M.A. is a very talented medium. He's able to completely remove himself from the situation while at the same time being coherent and aware of everything, but separating himself from his body. So he's able to step back internally, similar to a out-of-body experience, which allows me much ease in communication. That way there's no weird things going on, fighting over the body. I know it sounds ridiculous to some, but it is what it is. It allows me to get the information out there. And for those of you that understand, which is very few people, very few. Well, here's the message. So today's message is an interesting one. It can be very confusing. And I'm sorry. I must tell everyone, too, who's watching, by the way that M.A. is enjoying what I look like while I'm speaking through him because he's never seen it. So I'm allowing his eyes to adjust to the screen as well as the camera because I, the spirit, kind of like speaking to the camera because I know that's where the majority of the observers are, not in the screen, 
mainly just one in the screen. So you'll have to excuse me from switching my eyes back and forth, trying to entertain both at the moment. Anyway. Yes. Some of you might be going, well, why don't you just turn the screen off? Well, that might happen in the future. But this one, we're keeping it on. And for the ones that aren't watching and they're just listening to the podcast, well, I'm sorry. Okay, but this might be a little entertaining for you. Because it's entertaining for both of us. Anyway. So, the message for today is very interesting. It's an interesting one. We, we, we are all very similar. But comparing one another creates a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion. But comparing could sometimes motivate. Comparing can motivate. And I don't think I need to explain too much about this one. Comparing yourself to someone that inspires you. Inspires you to feel in a direction that um, feels good. It feels good. So, in moments of inspiration, comparison can work. But ultimately, when you find yourself comparing your life to another, remind yourself it's not necessary. Because another's life, well, obviously, it's not your life. And yes, I do remind people that we are all one, connected together. But while you're in the physical plane, it's your perception of being separate from everyone that creates your experience. Without your perception of separation, you wouldn't have this experience. So yes, some might be thinking, well then comparison could very well be an internal longing for togetherness. Because deep down, everyone knows that we're all one and we all work together. And I like to get a little off track here and remind people of what all one means. Ultimately, what all one means ultimately ultimately all one together i mean yes everyone says it. everyone's spiritual anyway they all say we're all one together as one we're all one come on we're all one but what does that mean yeah yeah we're all one okay what we all think the same we all connect Somehow, together, we're all physically connected, energetically. What the heck does it mean 
We're all one. Everyone says it. Everyone's spiritual. They all say we're all one. Together is one. What does it mean? Come on. For the incarnate, the incarnate ones that don't. And I know the incarnate ones don't understand it because there's no way you could understand it. It's impossible. Unless someone tells you. And then you understand. And others might try to explain the togetherness, all one, what it means. It's very simple. Very easy. To me. To me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like to have fun. You know, us spirits. I can't say we're people, too, because that doesn't make any sense. But we're two, okay? We're not that much different. Just because I don't have a body doesn't mean that I don't have a soul. Uh, I really like messing with uh, everybody, really. I'm a spirit. I like messing with people. We're all one, okay? We're all one, together as one. Yeah, but what does it mean? What does it really mean? I mean, everyone's walking around going, yeah, we're all one. All the spiritual ones, anyway. We're all one together. Yes, yes. Is it just because we all work together? Communicating? Mainly, the togetherness, the oneness. The wholeness. And I've said this many times. Before. I know everyone's going, just get to the point already. Come on. Just get to the point. Well. I'm always telling everyone and reminding people. Not teaching anything. Reminding people. But you already know. Everything is feeling. Feel. Everything is feeling. When you're incarnate, and I've kind of touched on this before, but when you're incarnate, can you truly experience another's feeling? Can you? Can you feel someone else's feelings? If someone's having a bad day. Let's say someone bangs their knee real hard. And your friend, or this person's friend, oh man, it's got to hurt. I mean, really? It's really, it's got to hurt. But you can't truly feel that feeling, can you? And I'm not talking about just the physical pain. I'm talking about the internal suffering of the pain. There is a difference, believe it or not. There's a difference between the senses and the internal soul feeling. In sense, they're connected while you're incarnate. Yes, yes, they're. But you don't have senses when you're in spirit. These senses don't exist. Just your internal soul feeling. But these senses change 
your internal soul feeling while you're incarnate. They adjust the way you're feeling, of course. You know, sometimes some things they they just can't be explained. But the best thing to do in situations where you kind of understand and you know there's an answer out there, allow your spirit guides, your spirit team, to assist you. Keep your mind open, and they will adjust the best they can to allow you to understand. Anyway, a little out of the way there. Energy. Feeling. Feeling, the feeling that you get, deep internal feeling, can't be shared with another while you're incarnate. It can't be shared. So, everyone kind of catching where I'm going here now? Hmm? Together. Together as one. All of us. Yes. The togetherness that we all talk about. Us spirits, anyway. The reminder that we're all one. Together, we're not separate. Separate doesn't exist because the only thing that exists is feeling. And feeling can be shared in spirit, in your ultimate reality, your true and ultimate reality. When you go home, back to where you came from, your ultimate being, you share. Feeling. Ah, we all share feeling. It flows through us like water. I guess a better analogy would be energy. It flows through us like energy. Energy flows through us. We share our feelings together as one. Together as one whole. Our feeling is one. And it flows through all of us. It flows through us in spirit. And yes, we can project it how we wish. I know the whole control thing confuses a lot of the incarnate, of course. Control does not exist. I'm sorry. Individual. Control. Control is something that was created. For this physical plane. And I know this might confuse a lot. Well, then how the heck am I talking? How am I talking through MA here? If I don't have control. The best way for me to explain it. The control that we have in spirit. 
the best way to explain it would be we come to an agreement. We agree. We all agree. On everything that is projected to the physical plane. So yes, what I am speaking now, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, is all agreed upon by the ones involved before incarnation. I know it's very hard to understand for those incarnate, mainly because you have a perception of time and how long it's been since birth. Well, guess what? It hasn't been that long at all. Time does not exist. Time does not exist. It's a perception. It's a perception. You have to use a measurement of time while you're incarnate because you don't control the physical plane. You don't control yourself. It's hard to understand for some, but you use time as a measurement of movement. To measure your life. Because you can't do what you want in the moment. You can't do everything that you want in the moment. You can't change your feeling, mainly. Like I've previously said in different episodes, everything you do is to obtain a certain feeling. Everything you do in life, from going to work, from eating, to going to the bathroom, art. Of course, art, exercise, everything you do is to obtain a certain feeling. Yeah, see what I'm getting at? Some of you do. To obtain a certain feeling, you must do things that you really don't control. You can't just wake up and say, I'm going to have a great feeling of winning the lottery. You can't do that. You can't just have a great feeling of winning the lottery for no reason. Hence, time. Time is how the incarnate cope with the fact that they have no control. Deep down, everyone knows. Deep down in their soul, they know they don't have the control. They can't just change the way they feel when they want to. So they need time. Most won't get that right off the bat, but allow it to resonate. And it will. If you allow it, if you fight it right off the bat and just cart it and just brush it off, there's no way in heck that doesn't make any sense at all. I'm just going to let it. Yeah, that's not real. I just let that go. Well, of course. Not. Yeah. Then you're not going to get it ever. You're stubborn. Anyway, 
if you allow it, just allow a tiny, tiny bit, just a little bit of open awareness, open mindedness. Your spirit team, your loved ones in spirit, will assist you in understanding if you want. If you back on track. We share feeling, ultimately, in your ultimate reality, in spirit. It's shared. Yes. Feeling is shared. So, you don't need time. If you can just adjust the way you feel, Whenever you want, if you want to have a good feeling about something, adjust it the way you want. You don't need time. You don't have anything to worry about. Nothing to do. Nothing to accomplish. What you want is what you want in the moment in spirit. That's why everyone on incarnate is always trying to live in the moment. Well, living in the moment is impossible, really, in this physical world. But living in the moment in spirit, of course not. That's what everyone does. You live in the moment. Everything that you want is done. Everything is consciousness. Everything that you want in the moment, well, it happens in the moment. So... You don't need time if it happens in the moment. So, and you'll have to excuse the flickering too. I'm sorry. There are some things that MA can't really avoid letting me know, and he's letting us know or letting me know that the flickering, that's got to stop. This is our first video, if you haven't caught on to that by now. The video um, is flickering right now because of the room we're in. The drapes don't work very well. So the sun is doing weird things right now and probably clouds going by something. So it's, it's, uh, there it is. Making it flicker a little. I'm sorry. We'll work on that in time. Uh, I thought I'd flip that one in there. Okay. Back to what we were talking about. Don't mind the flick. Uh, yes. Spirit. All one. Being all one is sharing energy, feeling. Just imagine. With your significant other. I'm sure that's what most will imagine to begin with. But if you could actually share feeling with your significant other. Hmm. With your significant other. It's complicated times right now. So I'm just using the term significant other. Okay, everybody. 
significant up. Okay. So, if you could share your inner feeling, your true feeling with your significant other, what would that be like? If you didn't have to talk, you didn't even have to think. You could just transfer your feelings. Because remember, everything you do is for feeling, to obtain a certain feeling. Everything that you say, think, do, act upon is to change the way you feel. Everything that you do is to change the way you feel. So if you could bypass all that and just transfer the way you feel to another, you wouldn't have to speak. You wouldn't have to think. You would bypass all of the complications from this physical plane world. And just transfer the way you feel. Fundamental existence. That is fundamental existence. Transferring feeling. That's all you really care about. And I know there's a lot of people out there going, what the heck is this guy talking about? Well, obviously you don't get it. But there's a few people out there that are going, okay, I can see that. It makes a little sense. And I think I will keep my consciousness open, my mind open to other possibilities than just what I've perceived in my life so far. Mainly because, well, most or a lot of people understand that this is a perception of reality. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that get it. Sorry for the other ones that don't. Anyway, so if you could transfer the way you feel, truly transfer it to your significant other. And if you don't have a significant other, your best friend or whatever. If you could truly transfer the way you feel, what would that become? Now, I'm just using two people here. I don't want to expand it too much into the reality of all souls because that's a whole lot to take in if you can't even get the whole two concept. Okay. Two. Sorry. Two people sharing feeling together as one together as one two into one would you become one if your feelings are combined together as one, what would that be like? If it was a good feeling, this combination of feeling integrated feeling, 
What would that be like? Two souls combined together, intertwined. It would create, possibly, possibly create, not going to spoil it here. It could create a whole new feeling. Obviously, it would create a whole new feeling because you would have someone else's feelings with yours combining. And that's a new feeling. It would combine a feeling that differed from your feeling and your significant other's feeling. Excuse me. Both combined would create a new feeling. Hmm. So, if this new feeling has been combined, you can share your feelings. Two feelings affecting both of you simultaneously. Oh, what a great feeling. Who would be controlling? Who would be controlling the feeling? Huh. Well, that's a thinker. Hmm. Controlling the feeling. Who would be controlling the feeling? If there's two separate, hmm, separate, or what? Combining into one feeling? Who would be controlling this combined feeling? Would they both be fighting against each other? Saying, I want the feeling more like this, and the other one going, oh, no, no, I want the feeling more like this. Hmm, that's, that's a tricky one. Combining the feelings of two. Well, where would the control be? Hmm, this is a tough one, isn't it? Yay, yay, yay. Combined feeling? Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. Now, maybe some of you are starting to catch on with my whole control thing. Ah. Control was created for this physical plane. Separation does not exist. Separation does not exist. Control is separation. Hmm. It's a tough one. It's a thinker. It really is. And I'm sorry. There are some things in the physical world that cannot be explained to you while you're incarnate. But I'm doing the best that I can to explain it. 
feeling doesn't need explanation. And I use this one a lot, but if you're getting a massage, are you trying to figure anything out? If something really good is happening, are you trying to figure anything out? If you're extremely happy in the moment and there's nothing wrong, you have a great feeling. Are you trying to figure anything out? Are you confused when you're getting a massage or in a hot tub? Are you confused when you're doing something that you enjoy or a feeling I should say, and I'm trying to do hot tub and massage because you're not really doing anything. You're not, you're, you're attached physically to the massage. Yes. But this is the closest thing I can figure out here to explain this. In these situations, you're getting a good feeling. You don't need explanation. You're not trying to figure anything out. Because there's nothing to figure out. You have a good feeling. That's the ultimate being. Nothing beats an ultimate feeling like a good feeling. There's nothing more. But yes. Even a massage can't last forever. After a while, usually about an hour or two, some people probably go longer. But after an hour or two, most are done with the massage. Well, that's a physical plane for you. There aren't a whole lot of good feelings here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but there are a lot, but not compared to your ultimate reality. In your ultimate reality, there's so many good feelings. It's impossible to count them. Mainly they're infinite. Because we all share our feelings. It's kind of like creating a new color for mother. You can take different colors, different shades, and blend them. Taking different colors and blending them together creates new colors. That might help some understand. But ultimately, All one, together, as one. One means we all share feeling together. We be all become 
We all become one because we share our feelings. We're all connected together as one. Of course, thought does exist in spirit. But we only use thought when communicating and experiencing anything to do with the physical plane. Preparation, understanding, creation. So, of course, when we're creating, we use thought. But when we're not, and this is a lot. Can't say time, but okay. Most of the time in spirit, we're just blending our energy because ultimately that's all that exists. Just imagine a great feeling changing, not just the same feeling on the massage table or in the hot tub, but changing because of others' beautiful feelings combining like colors combining different shades. Just imagine the beautiful feeling that must make. It's a beautiful feeling. So, some are going, well, okay, here we go again. If it's such a beautiful feeling, then why do we incarnate? Why do we come here? If it's such a beautiful feeling, changing the colors and we're all ones. Well, also remind yourself that, well, time doesn't exist. Time doesn't exist. Eventually, if we didn't incarnate here or other incarnations, other experiences, which there are, it's not just this one. Eventually, the big, all one colors changing, the oneness, all of us, all one together as one. Eventually, the one would become the massage table. So, what do we do? experience like this, but this is not the only experience. There have been infinite amounts of experiences. There always have been. They've been different, way different, way different than this. But there's always been experiences. Time doesn't exist. So we come to experiences like this for now. Others. Yes. Simultaneously, there are a whole infinite number of experiences. And I don't want to confuse you more than you already are, but there are. These experiences 
create new feelings. Everything is feeling. Everything is feeling. We do it for feeling because feeling is all that ultimately all that exists. The fundamental of existence is feeling. Coming to these creations, these experiences, well, they create a new feeling. And when you're done with your experience, you return home back to the one and you share your new feeling that you've created with the whole. And in turn, this blends just like colors with the whole, allowing everyone's feeling to adjust, to change a new feeling that can be shared with everyone together as one. So, I know that's a lot to take in. There's a lot of confusion. Mm, confusion. And I've said this before. Confusion is what creates the new feeling. If you came into this experience knowing everything, bringing everything you knew about existence, you wouldn't get an experience. You would just know. It would be pointless, futile. You would just know. So that would be points. Coming into this experience, you must be confused. You must not know what's going to happen to you because it creates a feeling when you don't know what's going to happen to you. It creates a feeling. In sense, everyone incarnate tricks themselves when they're born to not know anything. They create a perception, a perception of what is seen because you start off not knowing anything. This creates an experience. Not knowing anything. And one might ask, by the way, this control. How can another have control over another, even in spirit? How can a spirit have control over a human, over an incarnate? Are they a higher power? How are they able to physically control another? How can the other one not control themselves? How does the spirit overcome the control? How does the spirit have more power? Or it seems, how does the spirit have more power to control over a human? Where the human has no control. Well, again, of course, control is created here. doesn't exist in spirit, just here. The best way for me to explain this perception of control, which you have, it is a perception. Because control doesn't even exist in your ultimate reality. But obviously, you can... Control exists here in your current brief reality in this physical plane. So I'm going to explain to you 
your perception of control and what it means. Before you incarnate, you agree to this experience. You agree. You're not forced into it. You're not shoved down the stairs into the physical plane. You agree to it. It's very similar to being hypnotized. I know most have not been hypnotized, but if you read about it or ask someone that has, in order to be hypnotized, you have to agree to be hypnotized. I'm sure someone might be able to trick someone into looking at something while it's go back and forth and they don't realize they're being hypnotized. It's possible, but let's get to the point here. Ultimately, not even ultimately, but for the most part, most commonly, you have to agree to be hypnotized. If you're laying on the couch and the psychiatrist is hypnotizing you or whoever's hypnotizing you is trying to hypnotize you and you don't want to be hypnotized, you're not going to be hypnotized. You have to agree to it. And then once you are hypnotized, you're in an altered state of consciousness. You're in an altered state of consciousness while being hypnotized. You're still aware. You're still conscious. You're always conscious. But you're in an altered state of consciousness. And yes, the hypnotist seems to be the one in control. Does he not? Or she, sorry. But the hypnotist is now in control. And you're not in control in the moment. This hypnotist is. And you are just experiencing what the hypnotist is suggesting. But of course, at first, you have to trust this hypnotist. You have to trust the hypnotist. And you have to agree to it. Eh? Everyone's going getting out here now. Incarnation. It's not exactly the same, but it's very similar to being hypnotized. Because ultimately, control doesn't even exist. I know it's very difficult for a lot to understand, but this is the best way for me to explain it. Understanding that in the moment, while you're here in this physical plane, you're somewhat hypnotized. It's not that bad because, well, for one, you had to agree to do it and you trust and love the spirit that is controlling. Slipped that one in there, didn't I? I'm not going to go too deep down that path, but control, it really doesn't exist. This reality is brief. It really is. I know it doesn't seem like it in the moment, but it is. It's a very brief reality. 
because of pain and suffering, it makes it seem really long. And I know I've incarnated before. Of course I have. It seems very long. It is not. But that is the best way for me to explain control. Because ultimately, spirits do not have any more control. Ultimately. Or power. There's no higher. There's no higher beings. I'm sorry for the ones that love the idea of a higher being that is like a father to you that created you and does everything and has the answers for everything. Well, spirits do have the answer, but so do you. When you go back to spirit, you have all the answers. You know everything because you created it. We all created this together as one. We're all one. None of us are any more powerful than the next. None of us have ever been created. Because we've always existed. Always existed. Because, yes, time does not exist. We've always been. And will always be. So, no. None of us are any more powerful than the next. We're all equal. Because time doesn't exist. It's always been. How would one be more powerful than the next? We're all one. Together. There is no higher than to togetherness. Sorry about that. Than the togetherness that we form. Together as one. We are the higher power. Together as one. The only thing that exists is consciousness. Consciousness is feeling. Feeling is consciousness. And now, some of you hopefully understand the oneness that I talk about all the time. Together, as one, that everyone talks about. All spirits. It's known. We're all one. Well, now you know. It's because we all share feeling. And just imagine if you're trying to figure out what I truly mean. Imagine that you, imagine the one that you love the most in this physical world, or the one that you love the most that might have passed on back to the spirit plane. Just imagine if you could share feeling. Ultimately, share feeling. You would become one feeling. That's right. One. And that's what I want everyone to understand. I know I got a little off topic today. But I think, uh, I think MA touched pretty good on the first part. And another reason why I choose, sorry about that, to focus on the screen and the camera is because, well, M.A. is listening to me. He does not know what I'm going to say. He's listening to me just like everyone else. So he's very intrigued at what I'm saying. And I'm controlling, sorry, 
where he looks. So I'm letting him listen to me while I talk. But if I look at the camera, he can't see me. He can see me peripherally. Sorry. I just left that one in there. Yes. It's hard to understand mediums, especially mediums that allow spirits to speak through them. But don't take it out on M.A., okay? He's allowing this to happen. It's tough. As some might understand how it could be. It is. It's tough having a spirit speak through you sometimes. Anyway. This was fun. All one. Together. That was the real message. It was that. All message for the episode. I hope everyone has experienced an expansion of consciousness. For me, I allow my thoughts of comparison, but I recognize them as a reminder for all circumstances being related, but not always as perceived. Please feel free to contact me for any reason through my website, peripheralconsciousness.com. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing all of you in the near future. being said, if there are any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. I would love to go over them with you and discuss any matters that you might have at hand. Thank you again, everyone. Please tune in next time for Virtual Consciousness with Amy Johnson.
Thank <laughs> you.